Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Life Lost. I'm Sam. And I'm Megan. And this week's episode is sponsored by Brown Lab Media. Brown Lab Media is focused on creating and promoting original content, personal brands, businesses, or anything media related by people of color. So when you have a chance, feel free to check them out, www.brownlabmedia.com. All right, moving on to this week's episode. Would you like to... Yeah, I think first of all, I'd like to say sorry for be missing for be missing. Oh my gosh, sorry for being MIA for the past three weeks. We've just had so much going on, and on top of it being a holiday season, we've had a lot of big decisions to make around Supe. For those of you who don't know, we also have a clothing brand, and we're just kind of gonna get ready to amp things up for next year. Yes, definitely, definitely, and with that, you know, a lot of time and energy is spent to uh, really uh, take a deep dive into getting to the meat and potatoes of, of uh, what our what our brand means to us. I think that's the most important part. And then from building outwards, from the inwards. Yeah. And so today is Christmas and it's not going to be released today, but happy holidays to everybody listening. And I know sometimes, I mean, even before COVID, Christmas and the holidays can be really hard. Um, you know, just being out of out of touch or in touch, you know, with families, different dynamics. It's very, it's very interesting, you know, and a lot of personalities and things come out during the season. So just hope everybody's kind of just taking a breather and taking some time for yourself. Um, but I think that's kind of what we were going to talk a little bit about today is kind of just the holidays. And we you know when you grow up, especially for me, because we celebrated Christmas, Sam celebrates Hanukkah. Hanukkah, yes. And so for me, running down the stairs Christmas morning, just being super excited, um, looking at all the presents under the tree, just, you know, it's just that exciting, like, anticipation of what's going to happen, and then going to family, different sides of the family and celebrating there and seeing all your aunts and uncles and all the enthusiasm behind Christmas, the games, the food, just everything is super fun, and I think as you get a little bit older, you kind of start seeing all of the hard work that goes into that. And you have to be kind of on the other end of that. And so, like I always say, I still feel like a kid all the time. And so having to go and buy a Christmas tree this year. This is the first time I've actually bought a real Christmas tree. And like the expense behind that was really funny too. Which is being like, you know, going in and purchasing it. And then just being like, okay, how much is this going to be? And, like, and you're like, wait, what? Uh, Should I put it back? Yeah, like, because, <laughs> um, you know, first initial thought is like, that's ridiculous. And then, you know. They tell you that, you know, for this year, I guess, you know, trees are uh, rare. It's harder for them to grow. There's a shortage. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of makes sense on top of, you know, your New York mentality. If you're from New York, you're always a skeptic when it comes to buying things off the street. And, <laughs> this know. is on the corner. This isn't like Minnesota where you get to go into like a tree farm and you get to go. That's that would like, be cool. I would, I would yeah. like that. But Maybe next year. Because yeah. I'm sure they have that oh, in like yeah, upstate the, New York. Of course, of course. But but we're kind of going about this and we didn't tell you how much it was. It is. It was $100 Yeah. for a tree that's maybe like five foot tall. What you yeah. say? Right yeah. There. Which was just, I don't know what I was thinking. It's not like I thought it was going to be $20, but when I heard $100, oh, it was I was like. at least like just $40, like maybe like $60. But it, I mean, I guess it is all averaging out because it was, you know, the, we, we had to buy a stand that was like $15. So it was like yeah. $120. Hundred yeah. like plus tax and maybe 120 and change yeah um, so i mean i guess it was 40 dollars or 50 dollars extra than what we initially or what i initially anticipated yeah um 
So it wasn't like bad, but it's like, it's, it's the, what is it? Like the action of having to go get it, you know? And like you said, it was at the, it was at the corner, you know, yeah. which is definitely different for me too. Cause we've always had a fake one growing up. The kind you kind of just, it's in a box and then you just, you know, ploof, ploof out the pluff, whatever you want to call it <laughs> out the little, um, arms in the tree. What is that called? I can't even think of what it's called right now. I guess kind of like arms in the tree and then you put the ornaments on and things and you don't have to worry about things like watering it. By the way, we need to water it. Yeah, I gotta <laughs> I gotta check it after this. Um make sure. Last time I checked it I think it was last night. I think it looked looked it pretty okay. watered. Yeah. I'm I'm concerned. I hope it didn't like like seal up. Seal up. Yeah, we learned a lot about trees that day. <laughs> yeah. Um which was really cool because when you think about it, think um when he cut it we noticed that there was eight, what is it called? Eight kind of rings. Yeah, rings around it. So that means it's eight years old. And so here we are complaining about something that took like eight years to grow. That's work. That's time, you know? So I guess when I thought about that, and at the end of it, I thought, you know, it's definitely worth it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it's a once a year thing, so. Yeah, decorating it and stuff. It's just about having fun and kind of creating those memories for yourself. Because I think as we get older, that's what we have to do. As a kid, all of those memories and all of those things, all of those just fun times that you get to look back on was already, they were created for you. You know, and now being an adult, you're creating that for, you know, your family or you're creating it for yourself or your partner or whoever, you know, you're spending the holidays with. And I think that's that's all part of growing up and having to keep traditions or leave traditions and as we start growing older and start having our families for ourselves like our own families I suppose um it gets it gets kind of tricky and it, and it feels kind of weird I think to kind of grow up and have that kind of dynamic and and that new role of traditions yeah yeah no definitely and I think too in the the moment I guess you never from like you know you you kind of uh hinted at a little earlier but you never really feel like an adult even though you yeah. are an adult i guess mm -hmm. being an adult doesn't feel like it's an adult you feel like an an adult until like i guess you're past like that young adult phase and then you're like wow like i don't I know if you adult. ever yeah or will you know. ever like grow into your mindset where you are labeled in society compared to how you feel in your mind yeah because my mom always says she still feels like a kid all the time but she so takes on never. those responsibilities obviously which is kind of where we're at it's just kind of all these new responsibilities and kind of looking back at childhood memories and kind of having to create that atmosphere and it's it's a little odd to me because it's like you have to create this happiness a little bit which is, you know, kind of a handful in itself, let alone this year, just kind of being crazy and not being able to go home for the holidays. So it's a little hard this year, definitely. And I think um, earlier today, I looked back on on a journal entry that I wrote in 2014 when I was down in Peru spending Christmas there. Hmm. And that was really interesting to look back on. And it was talking about how we were having turkey that day and my dad was really funny and, you know, he was joking around like trying to mimic a turkey at the table and everybody was laughing and my brother came in late and he had asked for a knife and my dad and my brother don't really get along. And I think it's, there's a lot of animosity there. And I think the reason behind that is just because my brother, Alex, he, he's very feminine. He's very, he's very like, these there's materialistic I feel like so some of those things matter to him that my dad really it doesn't matter to him at all so when my brother came in he asked for a knife and my dad flipped out and he was just like 
teasing him and mocking him and like you're asking for a knife oh you want a knife and I don't know it was it was a weird it was kind of a weird like Christmas that year I mean we we're all sitting there having a, a, a lot of food you know we were together but it was definitely you know that that family animosity was still there yeah it's it's weird how um you know certain times of cel- of you know joyous celebration can really like bring uh bring out the deep-seated just roots of uh problematic issues in a family yeah so especially you know buying presents and things like that i know the day before that um so it was christmas eve i went down to the main square in cusco and i just wanted to spend like three hours getting everybody gifts but I didn't. I went, I was, I think there for maybe six hours looking for gifts. And what happened Mm -hmm. is I had this, first of all, I'm like incredibly indecisive. And so I was like looking at all of these different things and had these all ideas that I wanted to get. I should have just got the money and like called it a day, but I wanted to make it like special because I was down there and I had never been down there for a Christmas before. Um, And so I had, I had, I think two gifts ready or maybe it was one gift. And I was, I sat down to kind of look at something Um, just kind of go through these clothes that were on the ground and I was like looking and talking to a vendor and I stood up and somebody took my bag that had the gifts in it and it was a bummer because I just remember thinking like on Christmas how could you do me dirty on Christmas you know and just thinking like oh it was just a weird day and then I remember uh, that night so they celebrate right at 12 and right at 12 at, at night, the second it turns 12, they come in and they were knocking on my door. I was in my room and my sister gave me a hug and she gave me this little purse that said Cusco on it. And I had just shut my door because I was like, I don't really want to, I don't feel like I'm in the mood to celebrate because I was, I was really homesick at the time. I had been there for almost, yeah, that was about pushing two months right there. And just the feelings behind that, I was having a hard time being able to be happy I suppose and what I didn't know is that they have fireworks there too and so the fireworks are going off and my brother came up and he was kind of he was saying Megan like Megan like come out but I was just too bummed out so there's a journal entry just me saying like I really wish I felt happy enough to come out and so I guess those kind of lingering feelings of not being home kind of are similar right now um you know, being in New York City and my whole family is, you know, celebrating at home. And it's just, you know, it's it's just a different feeling, I guess. And each Christmas that goes by, it's it's new. You know, it's just new responsibilities, new things that we have to think about. Um, and I guess it's a, it's like a transition, I suppose. Yeah. And to look at things, I guess, I mean, optimistically, it's you don't want the same thing over and over again. Right. I don't know as much as you'd like the idea of spending time with your family or during now, like every holiday. I mean, would would you, you know, would you kind of grow in that retrospect, you know, being able to plant your own feet somewhere and, and mm-hmm. make something and do something with, you know, your your life. And yeah, that, in terms of the physical area that you live in can really change a whole life. Yeah, that's and, true. You know. Unfortunately, yeah, I mean, that's one of the sacrifices too, that, you know, you going, being away from them, you won't be able to have those Christmases that you used to have, Yeah, which also makes those Christmases that much more special too. Right. To be able to kind of look back and to know that it once was that. And I think just as you get older too, you have this different mindset because now you, you have a job, you know, you have like adult money you have to spend and you have to, with that comes responsibility too, because 
you want to make sure you take care of everybody but then you have to think about like your budget and things like that yeah. and it's just a little bit more serious and so it's it's not christmas isn't that, that fun like waking up in the morning running down the stairs to your presents because you're carefree and you just want all the presents and um it's definitely it's definitely eye-opening yeah but you also take you know a lot of pride and a lot of joy in creating the experience for other people yeah for a younger generation yeah which is awesome within itself because it makes it in retrospect even that much more amazing yeah because you were there once yeah and now you're on the other side creating that joy which yeah. is really cool and that makes me so happy because you just know how happy they are you know kind of just passing that down passing that joy down and you know you still it it, it reflects right it makes you happy as well it's just a different kind of happy and i think just growing up and transitioning into you know like i guess adulthood um we go through things like that and i guess it's just another another perspective of christmas you kind of kind of understand i know my parents they kind of holidays are a little rough um towards when i when we got older you kind of started seeing the money aspect of it kind of play play in there a little bit more and so that's kind of rough too it's not as i guess happy or cheerful as when you were a little kid being carefree yeah and it i feel like it goes along with the realization that your parents are not perfect yeah and that they're human just as just as you are and that they make mistakes just as you do mm -hmm. and that kind of veil gets pulled off pulled up and off your eyes and you're like wow mm -hmm. that's a real deep reality check uh, you know but that's life it helps you kind of appreciate that though too yeah because no matter what you know it's not like we we're struggling or anything i mean we were spoiled to death but you know, I do know that there was an aspect of trying to keep up with other parents and them getting their kids really nice things too. And, you know, just making sure that we had, you know, we were stable and we had all the things that we needed or thought we needed, you know, as a kid. So I think, yeah, it's just, it's a very interesting time. It's kind of like, kind of a lonely time being here, but I also feel like I'm a little used to it just because I've been here. And um, I guess going back to taking responsibility of, of, trying to build a new life every single time I go back to Minnesota and I know I've said this before I've had to understand that it might be the last time I see anybody and I know the last time I was in Minnesota for Christmas I remember looking at my grandma Rakis and she's died she died this year now I remember looking at her just thinking like this is going to be my last Christmas with her and uh kind of sitting with it and getting really emotional about it but just kind of understanding the significance of that the importance of it you know being there at that time and and it was true because I didn't get to go home last year and then she died this year so it's kind of you know you just for me maybe it, that's why it's a little bit easier but it's still sad it's still it's still hard I guess that's the best case scenario you're able to kind of just like plan for that feeling ultimately for it to transpire which you know that's something you can't prevent you know people people die everyone's mortal mm -hmm. everyone has a shelf life yeah and but you know like like you know planning for it understanding it before it happens i think is important too because you kind of prepared for it mentally and i think a mental yeah. me mental preparation is in very important and i think underrated to a certain extent too in any kind of planning yeah um to always understand worst case scenarios and just try and make sense of it in your head just in case something like that were to happen mm -hmm. be like okay well you know i kind of knew that this would be a, a road that i would probably 
walk down depending on if certain things panned out the way that they did. Yeah. And so it, okay, you know, I see it. All right. It sucks, but I understand. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, it puts you in a different kind of mindset. Um, and sometimes I'm thinking like, okay, am I just able to turn things on and off sometimes? And maybe after this, I'll just bawl my eyes out or something. I don't know. But sometimes it puts you in an in a interesting kind of fog, I suppose, for me. Because it's like one minute. If, if I don't think about it and I'm constantly moving and doing things, I'm okay. But today, I was calling my grandma my, on my mom's side, her mom. And she was really, she was really bummed out today. And I guess I, I don't really, when I talk to her, I don't ever hear her sad. And I heard her sad for one of the first times today. And when I called my grandpa, he was, he was obviously really emotional. This is his first Christmas without his partner, um, his wife. But I mean, I like to use, I guess, the word partner because like they did everything together. They were just life partners. And so that's got to be hard in itself for one, having this whole COVID thing happen not being able to really be around family and then for two, you know, sh- your partner. Well, that's gone. like the difference I think too that a lot of people is like un- understated is like COVID and how yeah. you can't be with your friends or your family. Yeah. Especially during a time where somebody lost somebody so important to them. Yeah. It's like can't even imagine. You're just sit- kind of like sitting at home. Can't you're kind of like locked in, especially like in an older demographic, you know, it's even more incentivized for you to kind of stay home. Yeah. And it just kind of sucks um, because you're just left with your thoughts and it makes something that could have been a lot easier that much more harder. Yeah. But, you know, if, you know, after time comes, moves forward, I think, you know, it will maybe only make him stronger. Yeah. Because he'll have, you know, he's forced to kind of sit there and deal with it, whether he likes to or not. So at yeah. the end of the day, I guess it is, you'd want to, I guess, sit there and deal, deal yeah. with it. Um, but I guess, you know, like you said, he does have some people come to the house, which is which is probably a lot, very, very helpful for him. Yeah, I feel like we're at a time where it's kind of like the, the torch is being passed, right? Um, especially for you, too, you know, when you think about your mom, you know, being off this earth and just thinking about the traditions that you you want to keep, you know, within your family and the things you want to pass down. And that's so weird to have that responsibility. Yeah, and I guess speaking about what you were talking about earlier, about not thinking about something, kind of putting it off, you know. Um, I guess, like, that question kind of goes out to you guys, too. What I'm about to say is just, I, I relate to that a lot. I um, I do push things aside, like feelings and sad feelings, angry feelings, because I know that whether or not they're true or not, they are real, but they can also stop me from keeping progressing on the things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. which is, you know, write music and, and get that thing laid out because, you know, um, it's hard when you have uh, all these feelings and thoughts in your head and you, it f- makes you feel like you can't do anything because it's just so overwhelming. You can't think about anything else. Right. And it just keeps beating you down with the same rep- repetitive ocean of, like, thoughts. So I tune them out. Mm-hmm. And... I kind of have to make a judgment call knowing that repressing feelings too is also a negative thing. And it comes with its consequences later. But but at what point, at what point do I say like, you know, fuck it Mm -hmm. and just I'll worry about it when I work, when I can worry about it. But right now I can't because I, I just, I just don't want to in that retrospect, not because I'm just avoiding it. It's just because I need things to get done. 
mm-hmm. on a certain timeline. I'm really running on, I'm really incentivizing deadlines recently mm-hmm. in my life too. And I just can't think about it. And you're right, it very well could just blow up in my face and I might just have a mental breakdown when I'm like 50 or something. Or but I 40. also think it's a good thing because I think that's what stops people from doing things is the fear, most of all, but just feelings in general. It's like when you get into your head, you kind of just can't move forward, you know, especially just being anxious or depressed. Once you get that thing in your head, that yeah. that like negative voice, it is hard to climb out of that hole. Yeah, I mean, like I definitely... You know, I've I struggled with like depression and just really negative thoughts that come with depression. And up until recently in my life, I somehow just eliminated that mindset from my from my life because mm-hmm. I come to I came to the realization that there are things more important um, in my life that need me here, mm-hmm. and I can't go anywhere. And because of that. It's like those feelings became somewhat obsolete. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that they're, they, they're not there, but but I just, I can't get that low anymore. Even yeah. if I really wanted to. It just, it, it the rationality kicks in and I'm just like, no, you, you can't even think like that. It's it's not even a, it, it can't even be a possibility. Like I understand that, <laughs> like I understand that you're sad right now, but like that I see like, you just can't, sorry. Yeah. You but can feel that's sad, such a, but. That's such a good thing though. And so it's kind of like, Interesting so I'm like sitting there just like, <laughs> like, just like a empty, like an empty, like, like there's no release, but like you understand why there's no release. So you're just kind of like, uh, well, uh, well. But uh, is there not a release though? Because I feel like a lot of the time and more recently, a lot of your emotions have been going into music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just new in general, right? Yeah. When you can't get that low when you're used to getting that low. Yeah. Only for it to kind of just hit there and then it's just kind of going up and you're just kind of like. yeah also you know understanding too why it's why your body and your mind are doing that to you Mm -hmm. it's just like it just it's just interesting a very interesting um mentality that you're in during those moments Mm -hmm. i'm just kind of like i don't know i mean it's not to say i don't feel sad i really do but i guess those really real negative you know thoughts are um just not plausible not conceivable as they once were which i think is such a good thing yeah it's and i think it takes like i know there's been it's been kind of like a little bit rough for me recently but i think you always tell me that you know you're exercising a new muscle you're doing things differently than you once were and so it's going to take time you know you might revert back to all of these things that you used to tell yourself or that you used to do but that it's you're just you're just training it's just like you know going to the gym and you want better arms or something it's you're not going to get it overnight you're going to have to just keep training your arms day after day and switching it up and trying to figure out like what workouts work best for you and which ones don't and which ones you know are too strenuous and like you know there's so many things that come with that because with the balance of growing new muscles you're also balancing your nutrition and your diet yeah, for instance like i'll give you a perfect example um so there was like a, a year that I really was like trying to like learn music and trying to learn the electronic, you know, Logic Pro and all that, all that information that comes with that. And, um, but I was very, at the time I was very heavily into the gym and physical fitness mm-hmm. and it took like a year of a transition, but I came to a stage where I needed to excel in music to the point where I would have to, you know, dip my 
gym workouts mm-hmm. and time because of the sake of saving time to be able to spend more time on progressing and learning more about music. And it was that was that thought within itself, as easy as I said it right now, is very, very hard because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it hit another line too, which was in, you know, middle school and in high school I was overweight and I had a weight problem and I just that that I really forced myself to ingrain it into my life, working out and, and taking care of your body and, and being fit to the point where I spent so long years compiled and I was able to maintain the same body type Mm. even after eating meals that weren't that healthy for you I was still able to maintain that Mm -hmm. so because I had that okay but I worked for that years and years and years of running years and years of nutrition and understanding how my body works then only then was I able to say well now I can actually take a a seat back from the gym even though it was really hard because it was just like you know trying not to breathe a certain way when you always were living that way because you don't want to die because if you don't breathe right you're going to die so that took so so a lot of mental gymnastics trying to be have my mind okay with that Mm -hmm. like and then i had but but what's interesting is i had to cut back on on certain foods Mm -hmm. and i had to change my diet in retrospect because i went from doing like a low low carb diet high fat high protein diet to intermittent fasting Mm -hmm. where i would have to eat through windows and that would make me feel good because I started to learn that that I liked working on an empty stomach, mm. and but it's still a work in progress. But but that transition period yeah. was really hard to grow, and I'm still mm-hmm. in that transition period to a certain extent. Mm. Right now, I'm, I guess I'm in the period of like trying to maximize the the time that I work. Even during that time of not even going to the gym, how mm-hmm. can I even maximize it even more? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying. That's that's current state I'm in right now. But yeah, but yeah like you're saying, you know, it, it it's hard. Yeah. To to keep that muscle working. And I don't think that. I mean, for you, like I look up to you for being able to do that, being able to take your emotions out of of situations in general, whether it's like a conflict, whether it's you know just like your your daily. You know, anybody can fall into those those kind of moods, those kind of tricky mood swings of maybe you wake up and you're sad but I think for you you might wake up and you might feel sad for a moment but you understand the significance of time you understand that you only have this window before you have to go to work you understand that if you choose to stay in bed and be emotional today you're not going to be able to work on music and the downfall of that comes with so many things right it comes with you feeling bad because you didn't you couldn't do work you couldn't progress in that way and then maybe when you go to work maybe your mind isn't straight because you're working on somebody else's dream right you didn't get to exactly. work on yours exactly like like today you know that we have this the holidays and i don't have work and it's a friday um you know i did this yesterday too but this morning it was a little later than normal but it's all right i i got up and i i did a few hours of music and i progressed the song to where i feel pretty good about it obviously it still needs work but but because of that i was able to take a break and i was able to play like a little bit of a uh, call of duty mm-hmm. um just game a little bit because i felt good where i was mm-hmm. and be, and i was able to enjoy i can't enjoy without to a certain extent without that's another thing that i have to work on too right um kind of really incentivizing working before i can relax yeah even when i don't have work that mm-hmm. i have like going to physical work mm-hmm. but just keeping that in the th- process of like a day where i don't have work is something too that i have to work on as well yeah 
um, because always like you maximizing and now you're there. It's like, okay, so how can we maximize more? Yeah. And without burning out. Yeah, which is exactly. kind of hard it's because like, it's one of those things like I don't even know what time it is right now, but I'm so hungry. And it's kind of like, you know, us being up in the morning and having to, you know, you got straight to work. I had to make a few like phone calls. It's Christmas to, you know, meeting with a friend this morning. Um, All these things are like important. But then also having like a smaller gap to work and then kind of having, you know, going into a podcast and thinking about having to work more. It's it's just and try not to get burnt out as you just keep going throughout your day and going through the motion of doing things, which is another thing of balance too. Cause I would love, you know, when I called my grandma this morning, she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, Oh, I've been working since five this morning. And she's like, Oh, you should, you should really not work today. It's, it's Christmas. It's a holiday. But I don't know. I think it's, it's a day off and I want to take advantage of that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, you know, each, each side is, I understand both sides. Part of me like wants to not do anything, but then like you said, right? That that deeper like soul wrenching knife cold feeling mm-hmm. in the pit of your stomach mm-hmm. that just is like always there and knowing when you're not when like that you know when you like oh man I, I should do this and it's like oh, dude like that it's like different right it's mm-hmm. like you should something that that's a lifelong like thing that you're trying to do yeah compared to like i don't know i should do the dishes i feel right. like a little bit different um because those can wait yeah but and things because like you this, love it, it more can. you feel pa- you care yeah. about it more because you care about it that feeling of coldness when you're not doing it when you know you could when when you know your mind is kind of there mm-hmm Instead, there's a difference, right? Because when when you know you can't, when you know you're burnt out, you're like, eh, like I'm just gonna rest a little bit, knowing that. It, but it's feeling right too. Yeah, feeling that being resting is a right feeling. You know, which is the the hardest thing I think for me right now is to actually just unplug and rest because I don't. It was a few weekends ago. We had a Saturday to ourselves just to just just to decompress. But there was no, there's no way I could have decompressed at that time because trying to watch a movie and every single time we're doing something like eating or watching a movie or just anything going through the motion I'm just kind of my head's not there because all I want to do is work it's just like it's a it's a kind of like a frustrating thing for me right now is just trying not to because as, as much as it sounds like it's work all the time like work 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 it's fun for the most part like when you get to do certain things um obviously like but that's the key of it right like a lot of people they want the end result. They want what maybe they see um, in musical artists mm-hmm. or um, uh, business CEOs, leaders of things that they love. Yeah. Um, and they say, I want to be like that. Yeah. But they then they try it and then there's things and they're just kind of like, wow, this is, this is, damn, this is, I don't want to do this. It's kind of hard. But yeah. it's like, well, well, how do you think you're going to get to where you want to you think that these guys loved every aspect of what they did to get to where they are no do you think looking back now at their career and say wow i'm so thankful that i did that i'm so thankful that i muscled through that Mm -hmm. because now i can sit back and look at this thing that i created and i'm just happy that i can pay somebody to do that shit yeah i Mm -hmm. I don't gotta i don't gotta do that anymore that's what my that's what my boss says yeah he's like fuck i'm so happy (laughs) i don't gotta do that shit anymore i'm like Cool, because you right, do. Well, I'm gonna go do that <laughs> shit that you don't want to do anymore. <laughs> see, you, see you in a few hours. <laughs> 
and just you know but he worked for it he earned it yeah. he got to that position and which is nice because it's those little wins you know when you yeah. when you do get into that position but and i think that like it's it's maybe that things like that that i need to look at more kind of like getting somebody to do the laundry now we send the laundry out which to me is just mind-boggling because i would have never thought growing up we had our own washer and dryer and you're not gonna have somebody do it for you like who the hell do you think you are like I guess that's kind of the mindset that I had growing up. And so I was like, I'm never going to have anybody do that. But now I realize like how long it takes to do the damn laundry and I don't want to do it. But now, now you understand why I was so against learning electronic music, why it took me such a long time to really just decide to do it because I hated, I hated with a passion the production I didn't want to produce. I didn't want to mm. make these sounds. I didn't want to learn the sp different plugins. I didn't want to do any of that. I didn't want to know what EQing is. I didn't know about high end, mids, lows. I hated that. It was so stupid, yeah. complicated. Just get somebody else to do it. I don't want to do that shit. Right. But then I'm like, realized like, dude, you, your favorite artists do that shit. Yeah. Or once had to. No, they do. For me, in my, in my field, they do. Yeah. They always will. And if, they don't have I mean, anybody who they have help. Unless you're like David Guetta, unless uh, you're like Calvin Harris, uh, then you can literally pay. But at this, at the same time, you you can't. How much of it is you then? Because, but I mean, you, like you can't retro in retrospect because music production is is your bread and butter. Yeah. So you're gonna like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. weird. Like, um, but for little things, right? Like, um. Like for mastering, probably they don't do mastering. They have a, a sound engineer do that. Yeah. Um, but I guess it just goes back to my point where there's things in in there that I don't I don't want to do, and I had to learn, and it was shitty because I, I felt so demoralized. Like, how the hell am I going to learn all this? I don't even want to learn all this. It it, spo it spoiled my my passion for for creating music because yeah. I'm like, damn. This is so annoying. Like I, I have something in my head, and I can't even like figure out these buttons to like get it to. Oh God! Yeah. And you, you remember? I was like so frustrated, so yeah. demoralized, so like I don't even know if I want to fucking do this anymore. And then you know I what's funny about that? I never heard you complain really like that. You kept that in your head, which is it actually kind of interesting, right? Not as if you were withholding those feelings, but you knew that you had to keep moving on like there were hard times yes there were times where you you know successfully made like a 30 second kind of like a really cool intro to something didn't know really what you were going to do with it but you you didn't really show that struggle as much as you're saying that you did like your internal thoughts which is actually kind of nice because do you know why i mean i can guess it's Okay, guess. I I don't know. I think that you you might have not done it. You might have not like shared those thoughts. It's because maybe for one, you speak it and it comes into a reality. And once you say those things, it's kind of like you kind of can't get back, kind of can't swallow that again. And, and, and then you talk to somebody else about it and they're like, ah, maybe they agree with you. And they're like, ah, maybe you're not, maybe you shouldn't do this. And like once you put that into the into the world into the universe it kind of just might trickle down that's my guess yeah no and you're you're very much you're very much right on that because um yeah and uh, you know to explain a little further too it's like on top of that 
no matter how frustrated and demoralized I got, somehow, always, I came back for more. Yeah. I wasn't done. It yeah. might have taken two days, three days, four days for me to just not do anything. And then I, I was like, all right, all right. I'm 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 ready again subconsciously to to give it another crack. Yeah, because but there was nobody. Do you which know why, I guess that just is surprising in itself because there's no one there who is telling you like you should go back. No but, one, none of your friends. But nobody. deeper, you know why? Because it's like, what what the fuck else am I gonna do realistically? Like seriously, what the fuck else am I yeah. gonna do? I mean, I, I got my degree in design. Yeah, I mean, I can get a job there, right? Mm -hmm. That's to pay whatever it is that I decide to do yeah. with my career. I knew I already wrote off that I don't any any job that I take I'm not that's not where I want to be. Mm -hmm. I mean I'll I'll ride the system. I'll be a good team player mm -hmm. and do my job diligently from 9 to 5 or whatever, but yeah. but that's not my goal, so therefore it's not my goal. So what is what am I going to what am I going to put my time to when I'm not in work? Mm -hmm. And like that, right? And it's like, well, you have two options, you know, you either completely abandon music mm -hmm. and try something else or you just sit with it for a little bit and let it marinate and and truly right like truly yeah. if it's truly something you don't want to do sam you're yeah. just gonna let it be and you won't touch it again yeah and then i and then that 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 acceptance the 100 yeah. acceptance it clicked one day i don't remember what day but it clicked a certain time where i was just like i truly accepted my life as a musician mm -hmm. instead of this kind of just being like Oh, maybe I'll phase out of it. Maybe I, maybe I won't. Maybe it's my teenage years. Yeah, you know, turning into adulthood, and it's just kind of lagging on in 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 front. Right. And then I realized, no. Oh, one, this is this is a part of me. It always has been, and trying to deeper than that, trying to understand yourself and understand the the root of it, which is you. I hate all these thoughts. I hate all of these ideas in my head and the inability and the frustration frustrating fact that i can't get it out yeah. the way i see it in my head mm -hmm. keeps me going and i and i and i just believe in myself because at the end of the day you, you're gonna die everyone's gonna die and so i might as well just just keep fucking pushing and pushing because i don't want it any other way yeah and that idea turns into a belief and turns into faith where i'm like i believe that i'm i'm if I put enough time into it and I really want it. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. And, and, you know, it's got to, uh, but you just, you can't think of it like a long term, just day, day by day. Yeah. Okay. What, what do I got to edit now? What songs are where, where do I, you know, every mm -hmm. day I go to work, I, I do my, do my design. I do what I got to do. I, I put on my tracks. I listen to them mm -hmm. during lunch. I, I take break. I, I jot down notes. Mm-hmm. You know, 30 minutes left of work. Bosses go home. Everybody's kind of go home. Just to it out, do a little work, jot down some extra notes because I want to have it fresh in my mind. So when I go home, I can kind of marinate, sit on it, rest, rest up my mind, know what I have to do right when I wake up. Okay, boom. I even turn it on. Turn it on, yeah. yeah. Get mm -hmm. my coffee. Yeah. Understand that I need a little time to get up. So I, I watch, watch some YouTube. Watch a little YouTube, bit of Raiders. And then I, I, I'm like, all right. Yeah. Now, now enough living in the dream world. I gotta, yeah. I gotta work now. Yeah. And you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. But I, I enjoy it because it gives, it gives me purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, whether or not your version of su succeeding in a day or a week or a month 
might differ, mm-hmm. it's 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 still something to look 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 back on and feel proud of yeah. that you that you did you what tried. you did exactly and that you had purpose you're doing something with your life you know you're not just waking up and saying oh let me try and watch a movie before i go to work yeah let me go to the gym before i go to work yeah you know and which is just yeah in itself i think that's such a heavy thing because i find myself getting very lost and not in yes in what i'm doing sometimes um, and I just need to sometimes like take myself out and look on at the bigger picture. And I know sometime this week you told me, um, all right, if you stop doing everything that you're doing right now, what, what did you say? What would you be doing? So you gave me three, like, yeah, maybe that's what it was. Like, what would you be doing if you, if you could do anything? And I just kind of like led me back here. Exactly. And then so I'm just having like this big, huge mind, like opening things like while you're talking too, because I think like you said, it's not what started me feeling like feeling out like the South American culture, feeling about like adoption, feeling out like myself and my identity and things like that. What started that was the Inca cross. And so after we had like a really big conversation sometime this week, kind of going back into my files, like where, where I kind of started with all of this and finding out that, yeah, you, you did sketches. You have like a tattoo of the Inca cross. You, there was, there was a meaning behind that one time. And like, why'd you forget that? That's kind of your foundation of everything. And looking back and just being really happy that I found that to kind of understand like every single time I get lost in anything I do to look back. And that's, that's the foundation of this. That's the foundation of like soupe and like where I'm at, where my head is. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I did the same thing with music. I had to start and I had to go to the deepest depths of the musical experience only to realize, okay, I've seen it. Now I got to go back to right where I started yeah. with all of this new acquired information from diving deep into yeah. it, right? Yeah. Exactly what you did. You dive yeah. deep. You did research. You 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 call you call, made a lot of calls. You you got what you needed to get done, and and now you can say. And then you you got lost. Mm-hmm. You said, "Where? Wh- what? Um, who is this? Who am I? What? What is this? Well, I don't get it." Yeah. Only to realize. Well, if I just did the the, the, the turn three pages before yeah. the original start, yeah. I just what that was great. What, well, actually, I, because I learned this, well, yeah. because I did this, because I felt like this. Oh, yeah. wait, this feeling that I went from there. Yeah. Oh, I can I can put it there. Oh, that yeah. fits perfect. And and you know, like that's yeah. And that's just you know, just the tip of the iceberg. But yeah, and now making sense of it all and having the right tools to do that because exactly at the time it was um really hard because I had all these ideas but didn't feel like I was adequate enough to like put everything together and now the reason I went back all the way is because we're making a style guide for soupe and I actually want it to be a little bit more than a style guide just kind of like an all-around guide to like the brand to us to where these thoughts came from because soupe like the the meaning behind it you know it's not to me just a you know the the underworld like the god of the underworld it's not just that there's like so it's so much more complex to me and i think that what's better than to have like this this really beautiful book this really beautiful designed book 
you know, after looking at other style guides and, and thinking about things that I like and just being a designer in general, being able to have those tools that, you know, like you said, you did all of the work before and now you're putting it together and just thinking of how cool that's going to be because like that that's like an extension of you. That's you can go back to that and just say this is like this is where my heart and my work is. And every single time I might get lost in my head and, and let some negative energy get in. Just go back to that. And how cool is that to have that memory maybe on your desk or or that um that actuality, not a memory, that that that, that very existence. Yeah. You no, know, right in front of you all the time. Yeah. And you know, even even that thought of um the god of death, you know, is is so important. You know, it, it just gets more important to me every day, every week that goes by because um I love how mysterious like that that realm is and i believe you know and and what's and i'm not like a satanist i don't i'm not like oh worship the devil no i but i'm curious about death about Mm -hmm. the unknown specifically and i'm curious more about that than per se if we're talking religious and we're talking like um gods and 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 faith-based things i'm more interested in the darkness and in the underworld than i am in the light and in the above because i feel when you think of the word dark and and darkness it's mysterious it's unknown it's big it's vast it's a void it's empty but but within that emptiness there is something that you don't know until you're there and i guess you know just conceptualizing that feeling that i have Mm -hmm. and and conveying that you know via via sound waves and via uh fabric and textiles Mm -hmm. is something that i'd love to try and do yeah and i'd love to try and every every you know step every product every iteration Mm -hmm. can get closer to this unknown which is the goal is the it's like it's a weird cycle right the more you know the less you know Mm -hmm. like and that's the that's the beauty of it not mm-hmm. like because you know you'll never uncover the darkness per se but the beauty is is that maybe you can yeah and what will come from that that will be like a beautiful thing yeah and uh, you know just kind of making it what too. you want to because it's interesting that you kind of bring up like like satanists and like the devil and it's it's funny right because like the Quechua people never thought of supe as like the devil you know, they, they begged for, for mercy. And you know, know what's they, interesting? Sorry, I don't mean no, to cut okay. you off. But that's like human nature. Yeah. What humans don't understand, they fear. And that's why the yeah. people are like, oh they, oh, they don't understand something? Oh, yeah. it's the devil. The devil. The devil did this. Yeah. This is, this is the devil's work. Right. Like, you know. Without so, even understanding like the full meaning of like what, what it is and like the different realms and world of like Inca mythology and, and just how cool that is to kind of dig deep in and in, in general, you know, and to try to try to understand what, what Supe actually is. You know, there's there's Ukupacha, there's Kai Pacha and there's Hanapacha. And like Hanapacha is more of like the you know, more of like the heavenly, the sky and Kai Pacha is the realm that we're in right now. And so kind of looking at that and seeing it, you know, for what that is too and how beautiful that is and to just kind of relating it back to, you know, your ancestors or, or the earth or like Mother Earth in general and like how how awesome that is, you know, for one, for me, that's, I'm really proud to be I mean, indigenous. I'm really proud, you know, to have these like storylines, you know, embedded in me and now just getting to learn them all again. And it's just, it's a really amazing feeling. 
Yeah, no, I 100% agree. And like you was talking about, you know, Mother Earth and and how um where we come from, they're more involved spiritually in that retrospect of mm-hmm. being, you know, in tune with the land. Um, mm-hmm. How real uh, death is a part of that real like world topics of Mother Earth, yeah. the water, the seas, and death. Yeah. You know? That that is very a, a real conceptual thing because all things die. Yeah. And you know, I just it's um just humble, humble, humble uh, thoughts that yeah. really that really make you realize how uh, insignificant and significant that that feeling is in yeah. retrospect. A lot of contra- contrasting and contradicting, but I hopefully you follow that wavelength of just knowing that there are things that are bigger than, than yourself and that understanding that you'll never understand, but also understanding that you're not going to give up trying to understand. Yeah. So. Just kind of trying to find self, find identity, try to find out what we're doing here. Yeah. So just a little, uh, I guess, sneak peek of uh, just the mentality and the thought processes going forward when it comes to next year's uh, stepping stones uh, Mm -hmm. and next moves that we're going to take the brand. And we hope you guys uh, enjoy them. Yeah, Um, and stay tuned because we'll keep everybody updated. Yeah. And so... You know, like we said earlier, I uh, hope you guys have a happy and healthy uh, holiday weekend. And uh, we will see you next time mm-hmm. on Life Lost. <laughs>